0: Spring flowers. Spring has burst into full swing now, and with characteristic enthusiasm, every element of the natural world is immersed in the complexities of procreation and the effort of nurturing the next generation. Birds are busy nesting, while mammals are nursing their newborns. Fresh plant seedlings are sprouting from the soil, but those already in flower now are focused on the act of reproduction they are pouring all their energies into producing perfectly pigmented petals to stand out among the generous greens of spring, brightly declaring their intentions to reproduce their kind. Already in April there are shimmering yellow lesser celandines illuminating muddy corners, luscious purple petaled sweet violets flowering all along the hedge banks, mingling in colourful harmony with the gentle yellow primroses delicate and dainty as can be. In the woods, the buds of bluebell flowers are unfolding their striking blues, while bright white star-shaped flowers of wood anemone stand out like giant jewels among the woodland floor. Out amid the hills and grassy pastures, gorse bushes offer up lively bursts of coconut-scented yellow to passers-by. Roadsides and gardens are full of sunny dandelions, the most generous of providers for sustenance-seeking pollinators. They are boosted with energizing sups of nectar, encouragement to help them in their travels, enticement to visit each flower. Tall towers of early purple orchid offer their lower lip as landing pads, standing proud with admirable attitude. Plants can't walk or talk or seduce each other directly so they put their energies into the intermediaries. This is the purpose of flowers. And this is where the brightly coloured and velvet textured petals enter the equation. The pretty intricate shapes and patterns, these are made for one objective. To advertise and entice. To invite and accommodate the bee, the butterfly, the moth or gently coptering hoverfly. They spread their petals for their chosen vector, whose job it is to transport parcels of genetic code that enable plants to reproduce. This precious cargo that is the point of it all. The minuscule grains of pollen, carrying coded DNA, are not just tiny blobs. Instead, they are precisely engineered, and each plant species produces unique and distinctly shaped pollen grains. Some are spherical and others are cone-shaped. Some are round with spikes, while others triangular and smooth. There are pollen grains that look like dimpled doughnuts and others like soda farls. These shapes and patterns are too small for us to see. Our eyes cannot appreciate them without the assistance of a microscope. But this tiny size is their special superpower. They're easy to transport. So easy, in fact, that the bee or butterfly may not even notice that they've been sprinkled with these tiny packages. The probability of abundance is the name of the game. When the pollinators have done their work, when genes have fused and seeds successfully produced, these contain all the instructions needed for the repetition of the whole affair the next generation will be able to follow the same formula that their ancestors have spent millions of years perfecting. This includes the ability to emerge with the exact same mix of pigments to color the petals. Each flower has its own unique approach to combining pigments in their petals. The petals of purple violets, for example, flowering now in the humble hedge down the lane, produce their own exclusive blend of anthocyanins, a class of pigment, with mineral crystals such as calcium and iron, where each arrangement of individual atoms really matters. Each next generation, through the coding contained in the pollen and the egg, will repeat the perfect procedures, concocting pigments in their petals and engineering particular scents to attract the insects in. Each flower, not by chance, but by the infinitely astounding and perfectly honed design of nature.